The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. 
Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. Michael Vargas, how is it out there in San Diego? Is it just sunny and nice all the time? Basically, I mean, today it was like 75 degrees and it was windy, like a nice wind. And then the community that I live in, they were offering free ices. What? Yeah. It's a little bit of paradise, not gonna lie. Just a little bit. All right, you can intro me now. The one who just demanded that I intro her is my demanding co-host and jealous co-host, UA. And on each episode, we dissect a dating story. And today, I believe we have Mark. Mark, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Thanks for having me. Mark is a yeah. special one for us because Mark is Mr. Marina. The biggest bro in San Francisco. Biggest <laughs> bro in San Francisco. If you're not familiar with what that means is that every year there is a charity beauty pageant um, with men. It's called the Mr. Marina competition. You know, it's just like a beauty pageant. There's like a swimsuit competition, talent, Q&A, yeah. formal it wear. It's mostly about fundraising, first and foremost, for Leukemia and Lymphoma is. Society. But yeah, and then it turns into a man pageant at the end, and we all get half naked on stage. So this year, um, I went for the first time, and, and my eyes were open to a whole new breed of men. So I'm very excited to have you representing that breed. Well, good, I'll try and represent the, the 12 of us as well as possible. So Mark, what was, what was your talent? Uh, my, my time was actually a Justin Bieber Medley. dance montage. So really Bieber from, you know, back in the days of the long swooshy hair, baby, all the way to now, sorry. So we did four songs, four costumes in the course of two minutes. Wow, that's, a, that's yeah. really impressive. So I have to tell you this because, um, a few nights ago, I was having dinner with a girlfriend of mine, and I was telling her that we're going to have like a Marina Bros night for the podcast. And she was like, oh, in my four years in San Francisco, I've never gone to the marina to, to, to hang out. I've gone to the marina to work out, to, you know, get brunch, but never gone out in the marina. So she's like, what are they like? And she was so curious. She was like, what are they like? It's not that much different. The, they're the same bros are hanging on the marina. They're hanging out on Polk Street or... You guys are spreading. I mean, we have rec room here that's down the street and that's basically yeah, marina that's bros. Yeah, it's the same thing. So I told her that, you know, they're just like us. <laughs> they're no different. Real people, we still eat, drink, party, same things everyone else does. And she's just like, I just assumed that they only stuck to their own. <laughs> but she she wants to say hi and she hopes to meet you guys one day <laughs> tell her to come to marina we'll show her that you know it's it's still fun she'll bring her passport that is uh i mean it's not that much brilliant than the rest of san francisco so mark you have a few stories for us yeah yeah uh two stories so to tell the worst first date I've ever been on and the best first date I've ever been on. How long have you been in San Francisco? I've been in San Francisco for five and a half years. I'm on with your dating stories. You're going to tell us a, the best date and then... We'll start with the worst. So the worst date I went on was off of Tinder. <laughs> so I've been on that many Tinder dates, probably a handful, but this was, geez, probably a couple years ago and start off that this girl and I started chatting a little bit and, and on Tinder you're usually chatting with, I don't know, like 
five or so different girls, maybe at the same time, that you're seeing where it's going and some kind of like trail off. And you never know what everyone's situation is. People are, everyone's got a story that you don't know about. So some of them are probably dating someone else and they drop off. So you kind of have to like see where, which ones are going to go anywhere. And this girl just suddenly asked me out. I'm like, okay, kind of aggressive. I usually don't get asked out by girls, but sure, I'll go for it. And she asked me out and it's like a Sunday. She, I think she asked me out earlier in the day on Sunday and said, do you want to go out? I was like, Okay, sure. Let's just see where this goes. Same date, ask out. Yeah, like ask me earlier in the day at like noon or something like that. Do you want to go meet up like tonight for a drink? I'm like, I have nothing going on. Sure, with that, let's do it. it. Just see where this goes. Sometimes you know, like it's you're better off meeting a person. Like yeah. you can waste a lot of time just messaging. Definitely. So I think we our date planned for like seven o'clock, and so we're gonna meet actually at rec room was where the date was gonna be. <laughs> Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I walked by on the way here. Was, was like, she oh. like, do you want to go to Bar None or Rec Room? <laughs> Were those your two options? You know, play some games, maybe break it up a little bit. So, this at 7, and then right around 6.30, she's like, oh, can I push it back to 8? Okay, fine, whatever, no big deal. Then it starts getting closer to 8. Can we push it back to 8.30? Like, okay. And then I get a call from her. Oh, gosh. And like, she's like, I'm on the Golden Gate Bridge. I had to take this person back to... Marin, but I'm on my way back. Like this kind of frantic story that I was like, just sounded really weird. Like there was like some girl who was like drunk she had to take back. And then, then like, okay, so now it's nine. And we meet up and I'm sitting there at rec room at nine, waiting, waiting, waiting. It's 914 and I'm like texting her like, hey, are you coming? I'm literally like, okay, this is like, it's been kind of ridiculous. I've kind of feel like I've been like pushed around. I don't need to do this. Like I wasn't like super into this girl. I didn't really know her that well. And then she walks into it right as I'm leaving. Like, a, kind of a bit of a mess and a little bit drunk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> clearly, clearly, like three drinks, three to four drinks in. Similar to other stories I've heard. Uh, she had used a lot of Instagram filters on her profile, so I was a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. And her pictures may have been from multiple years ago and things that, you know, she just didn't look the same exactly as she used to. So I was a little disappointed. So whatever, I'm already there. Might as well hang out right. with her. And so, and so she did apologize right away for being late and like insisted on buying a drink, which I thought was very, very nice. So I'm like, okay, let's maybe, maybe yeah. she had a rough day or something happened. So that was very nice. She insisted on buying a drink because she was late. And I was like, oh, no. She's like, no, 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 please. And so we sit down and start talking. And she starts going through how stressful her day was. And then she realizes it's her little brother's birthday. And so she's on the phone texting him she goes outside and is like calling him and like coming back and forth and like, all right, so this really wasn't a good day for a date. And then she tells me how some guy who was up from out of town was visiting her and that's where she got, was having drinks earlier. So it didn't quite align with some of the stories and timelines and it's like, why are you even trying, you were the one who wanted to meet up. But at this point, I'm like kind of like seeing this out, like this is going to be a really good story for my friends. Like this is going to be a good <laughs> For a dating podcast yeah. once one day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so like, like, well, we came there. We want to play darts. So I was like, let's go to let's go to shuffleboard. So we, so we find two people that are like, who's out on a Sunday night at like nine thirty? People who are like traveling, staying in a hostel. People who like don't have to go to work the ne yeah. work the next day. So there was like, this girl from Japan and this guy from I don't know, he's from like, and yeah. At this point, I'm already kind of annoyed this girl and she's drunk and everything. But so we we're on the same team. And we have to go to opposite ends to play shuffleboard, and I was trying to explain the rules to her, and we we're playing. You know, you have to shoot all four, you alternate with the person you're playing against. And she would shoot one and go sit down on her phone and be texting and like oh calling her brother and like just like trying to make all these excuses to me, like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. Like, it's just his birthday, I feel bad. And like, and like the foreigners who like had never played shuffle before and started getting really annoyed with her. 
And so one, like, towards the end of the game, this girl was from Japan, she's like, leans in, she's like, are all American girls like this? <laughs> oh my God, and, and like a completely like, honest question to me. And I just turned to her and go, I hope not. I freaking hope not. Like, if, I don't know, this is what's out there. Like, I, I gotta move to another, I don't know what I gotta do. It was so bad. So I, eventually we just like called the game early. And I'm like, all right, well, let, let's just go home and make sure she gets home safe. She'd been drinking a little bit. And so we start stu like find out that she lives very close to Rec Room. That was maybe a reason she chose Rec Room. Mm. And so I start walking and she's like, oh, come back with me. And I was like, let me just see that you get in your front door and give me a very big hug. Like, come on. I'm like, no, it's a Sunday night. Like, I got to get to bed. Like, and, I mean, I obviously want nothing to do with her at this point. Like, I thought she was, you know, wanted to see her get home safe, but didn't want to, lost all interest. Yeah, so the next day she like texts me, hey, sorry if I was a little weird, I was a little tired. Uh. <laughs> and sent it to me like, like once at like noon, and like sends it to me again at like 4 p.m., again at like 5 p.m. Like yeah, the exact same, like as if it didn't go through. <laughs> like, oh, I got it. <laughs> and then I like finally eventually respond, like, oh, no worries, okay, it was nice to meet you, like, hope you're having a good Monday or something like really generic and like not at, like, probing for any more conversation. Right. For me, one of the most annoying things that it frustrates the shit out of me, and I don't really know how to handle it all the time, is when people just disrespect my time. Ooh. Like, complete disrespect, disregard. And this girl, that's all she did. during. Like, that was a big part of what she did, was first seven and then pushing it back later and later and later. And then when she's there, she's mm -hmm. not focusing on the, the date. She's not focusing on you. I feel like she double booked. Probably was and yeah. left the other day. Yeah. She like like I'm just gonna ask these two guys out tonight and see exactly. what happens. She was getting wasted on this other date, lost track of time, yeah. went outside, called you and said, I'm on the Golden Gate Bridge. Something made some yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And came back and was like, Oh shit, I gotta get get to this other date. And I bet the other date was probably right around the corner. I like yeah. hideout or something like that. <laughs> you know? I feel like double booking is is I don't know. It sounds like crap to me. Like, I'm going to book a date at 5 and know that at 8, I'm going to want to stop seeing this person. Yeah, I think that already disrespects their time, like the possibility of what can happen, and it completely takes away from what the relationship might be. Yeah, I think you want to leave time for, I don't think you want to put an end limit on a, a date. Like, no, you, it, don't. you want to like, if you're having a great time, you want to be able to keep hanging out. So how do you feel about girls who are a little bit shit-faced when they come on a date? That's a little bit weird. Sometimes you kind of feel like you end up babysitting a little bit, or you're like, okay, I gotta take some shots and catch up so we're on the same level. Right. <laughs> what about if you've been out with a new girl for a bit and she's getting drunk on a date, like started sober? I think that's fine. If you're on the same level, yeah, you're you on, have the same to be level. on the same level. Okay, go on to your best story. Okay. Yeah, sure. We're ready. And so my best day story is a girl I'd met like through friends at like in a, a sports league. And we'd already like, the first night we hung out was like through the league and we kind of like, you know, hung out quite a while that night. And I think I even kissed her that first night. Wow. And so like, I went to this next date kind of knowing that like, okay, there's definitely some sexual chemistry there. She's cute. I definitely like her. I was really excited. I knew I was already attracted to her. And we, I think we met and met at Amelie, the little wine bar yeah, down here so on like a Thursday or Friday night. She was uh, actually overseas. She was from Australia. And so she was over here, like, working a job for a little bit before she had to go back. And got a little wine and cheese platter. Conversation was really good. She was a lawyer back in, or going to be a lawyer back in Australia in a little bit. And 
uh, just hit it off like conversation wise. She was super sweet, charming, nice, and like had great conversation. They have good banter. It's not you just talking or vice versa. You're not like you're not like just quizzing each other on like what you do. Sometimes dates turn into like an interview, mm -hmm. but when they can kind of like bounce off each other and have fun stories, it goes a little better versus like kind of these dry like. So what do you do for work? And you like have a one sentence response and then back right. and forth. So then. Uh, we I mean we ended up. I mean, things, one thing led to another. I won't go too, <laughs> too detailed here. I always love how all our guests never say, yeah, we went home and fucked. It was always like, oh, why? one thing know. went to another. You can, you can infer what you want. But the funny thing is, like, she, like, later talked about, like, told me, we became boyfriend and girlfriend after this. Oh, wow. For, like, seven months and until she had to move back to Australia. It's always funny how she's like, I would never have done that with another guy. Like, right. but, but I was on holiday. You know, for Australia. And I was just, you know, trying to have fun. If I knew you were going to be my boyfriend for seven months, I would never have done that. But she, I thought it was just kind of a fun night. Uh, girls on holiday or vacation have a completely different mentality than girls in their, like, home city, like, with their friends. Absolutely true. That actually is helpful feedback. The key phrase here is no expectations. When you're on vacay, it's like, Pressure's off. Yeah. yeah, pressure's off. And when you ha don't have expectations, dates are always better for some reason. Because you're like, let's just see where the night goes. That's why the interview is the worst day, because you're like mentally checking off the boxes. Yeah, like they're, they're yeah. this, yeah. they're this, they're this. Like, could I? Yep. That's why I think for dates, it's better to just have it like in different spots, moving around and doing different things. Just like Mark said, like, okay, we, we got to sit down and have like a, a thing of wine, right? That's an experience. And then we're going to go do something else. That's another experience. It makes it more dynamic, different mm -hmm. elements of the personality come out and it just makes it a lot more fresh. Um, I do think that uh, even for me personally, it's good to put on, put on the vacation hat when you're out on dates. Just treat San Francisco as a vacation and let the other person show you their San Francisco. So I want to ask you this, Mark. Why is this date so unique for you that you've brought it up as one of the best dates? Because when you put it on paper, like if you wrote a novel and this story came up, it'd be like, oh, that's just a very normal it was, yeah. date. It, was, right? it wasn't like, it didn't stand out. There were like fireworks at the end or like, you know, like you know, some sort of crazy rescue story or anything. Yeah, I don't know, like the connection was right there. Like immediately, like just had the most fun, like jokes, make, laughing the entire day. I think that was the most important that we had like a solid connection. Sometimes I come from a date and I go, that was one of the best dates I've ever had. Does he feel the same way? And to hear kind of your take on what you thought was a good date, like in line with some of the memorable dates that I've had. And they don't have to be extravagant. They don't have to be elaborate. It's just about connection and showing each other who you are. Yeah. UA, do you have any takeaways from these stories? I think my takeaway was um, I really like this whole vacation mindset. I'm going to start, you know, dating like I'm on vacation. Nice. Mark? Yeah. Be respectful of people's time. Yes. Um, for me, I think, uh, Mark, you did a really good job of showcasing how uh, marina men don't have to be douchebags. <laughs> marina bros are dateable that's yeah. what we learned yeah. hopefully i represent the 12 as well we are 12 of the nicest guys in the 12 of the nicest i do agree you guys are very nice i'm a supporter i'm a bro lieber <laughs> julie do you have a question of the day so it came from John and he said, I know this girl through a group of friends we've met like in real life, like we we're talking about, 
How do I make the transition though to more than friends? And will that ruin our friend group if I do so? I think one of the first things to do is if you're hanging out as a group and you've hung out quite a few times as a group, then you got to start doing more individual stuff. So since you already know her a little bit, you can say something. What is something that you both like to do or want to experience? And just go do that. I personally don't believe in keeping platonic friends. So if you don't have, if you have non-platonic feelings for a friend, pursue those feelings. And if they don't work out, then don't keep them as a friend. It's very black and white with me. (laughs) Wow. I think, yeah. Kind of like what Michael said, you can like, you know, you can like invite someone or like, you know, smaller groups. And I think if a girl's, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, but I think people usually give signs that they're into someone. Unless the person's really, really shy. And there aren't those hints, then maybe it's they just want to be friends only. And I've I've seen times where people, you know, someone put themselves out there and their group of friends, the other person wasn't into them, or they maybe they did hook up for a while and then like it was over. But it didn't always ruin the friend group. If you're both like polite people, like like everyone can still be friends and people can move on. They're like, okay, well that didn't work out. Every every group of friends that's lived in San Francisco for like you know more than three four years. There's a lot of like incest that's occurred within that group. Oh my gosh, yeah, Yeah. it's like friends. Yeah, everyone who used like there's a lot of history, and then like someone new comes to group, like we can't talk about all that. Like we're like at least a few months, we can't scare them off. Right, (laughs) exactly. Okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah, so folks, don't forget to submit your stories and you can always be anonymous. We like to protect the innocent. And I think you and my homegirls got two more words for you. Two more words, a few more words. I want to thank uh, Mr. Marina, Mark, for being thank here. Thank you, Mr. Marina, Mark. For any ladies who've never ventured out into the marina, who are curious about marina men, you can always reach out to Mark. He will be happy to transition you. Um, and last but not least, stay dateable. You know what? Instead of trying to date within your own friend circle, how about you meet some new friends who could turn into something more? 500 Brunches is here to connect you with people with similar interests. You never know who you'll meet. Come alone or bring a friend. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. In fact, that's how Michael, Julie, and I met. That's right, at a brunch. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. 